Primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Grex Kondak, and you're listening to Core World News, your whole news service providing in-depth coverage of all the latest stories from every sector of the galaxy. Now, for your news segment rundown for June 16th, 2023. Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. But first, this news. All right, thank you very, very much, Grex. Um, I'm going to pretend that he wasn't cussing yeah. us out for two hours during that last meeting. Um, but, you know, we appreciate him here, yeah. always doing his great uh, headlines, as always. Yeah. Um, you know, sure it'll, it'll, be fine, it'll be fine. You know, fine. I mean, maybe yeah. we're not on topic or sober every day. Yeah, yeah. Or we don't always take showers. <laughs> I don't know, but um, I, I'm sure he'll get over it. That's just his opinion. Yeah. Just like... Man. That's all yeah. I can say. I feel very secure in my in my job right now. It's fine. Everything's Perfect. fine. Perfect. Um, yeah, here we are for another week of Core World News, where sometimes we talk about news, but most of the time we just talk about Star Wars. Um, and uh, yeah, this week we did get some news, which is really exciting. Some video game news, which is uh, near and yeah. dear to all of our hearts and hopefully you as well. Um, Grant, what uh, what'd you hear? Uh, uh, on the oh, guys big news there's going to be more than one game in the <laughs> yeah. future this future is looking bright uh, all right yeah. we have the first ever open world star wars game on the horizon yeah. uh just revealed the other day uh at the ubisoft event and uh we saw a full trailer we saw gameplay it is star wars outlaws it uh, looks to be an, like an incredible uh, original scoundrel story in a AAA Star Wars experience. You play as Kay Vess and her sidekick. She's got her sidekick, Nyx. Uh, they both are incredible character designs. I'm in love with all the characters introduced thus far. We saw a BX droid in a trench coat. Like, there, there's <laughs> right. so much going on. BX droid in a trench coat. <laughs> in what we just saw. that I, I'm still recovering yeah. from what we saw. So, yeah, by all means, what did you guys think of, of Star Wars Outlaws? I mean, I'll go. Um, yeah, yeah. The the first most you know striking part of that um, gameplay was uh, the stealth aspect. Um, yeah, that's something that's been lacking, and people have been have noticed. Not lacking. I, I'm not a big stealth guy in video games. It's like no, I can sort of take it I. or leave it. But yeah. it does really make sense canonically. Like a lot of what you're doing in Star Wars is stealth. I mean, all the yeah. adventures involve stealth, so um, it just yeah. makes a lot of sense. Um, and the other thing is just sort of like the seamless transition from stealth to running to vehicle to spaceport to cantina to yeah. starship to hyperspace yep. to, you know, in space yep. battles. That was new and exciting yeah. to me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I want to echo all that. And then like there's there's maybe like two, three minutes in the middle, maybe not that long, but a couple minutes in the middle where she's just on her speeder bike. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, this is just Red Dead Redemption 2. Instead of a horse, I'm on a speeder and I am all <laughs> for that. Like, yeah, yeah it, it, you know, it's weird because I'm like, what is their definition of open world? Right. Because playing the last, you know, playing Jedi Survivor, it's fairly open world. Right. Yeah. It, they they really did that. And then watching the gameplay, I think it's really smart that they released the gameplay trailer because that was just like, oh, no, no. They really do mean yeah. giant map 
kind of your your Red Dead type open world, which is great. Yeah. Right. And much like your Rockstar games, there was a giant yes. want <laughs> yeah. uh, right. transition for when KBS, I think, came out of a, yeah. a cantina at one point. And I was like, OK, here we go. This is open world. Uh, it's it's of course set between uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, so we know that it's still Reign of the Empire mm-hmm. era, uh, Galactic Civil War era, and so we know that the Empire is out there, uh, being authoritarian, being fascistic, and and you're you're hiding, you're you're keeping a low profile, obviously, and so that that's so interesting to me. I almost I almost wish that was in any every game yeah. in the Reign of the Empire era, mm-hmm. just given like the Empire was just so I guess thorough in terms of keeping tabs on the galaxy. But uh, it's 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 going to be so much fun to experience it in this game. And like you said, like the seamless traversal yeah, yeah. stuff of like jumping on a speeder and just like I mean, blasting out you, of town, and then like jumping into a your ship, and then how they hid the loading screen. Right. Like they show you almost like what the HUD's going to look like. But it's you know you're in a loading screen, and then when you get to space, you know that's a, a completely new instance uh, in the game scripting. But uh, but it, you but it's just so seamless. I think they did a great yeah. job, sort of. So playing like Survivor, it feels like that was built on the PS4 engine, and then realizing that they were gonna have PS5, so they just upscaled it. Yeah, does that make sense? Like, there's still some like clear loading stuff going on in P- in, in Survivor that was fa- yeah. fairly similar to what they did in the last one. This <laughs> you mean going any through crack in the, any yes, crack in the and, wall? And, and like when you when you go to another planet, it's it's hidden. Yeah, they yeah. they hit it, but like this feels really PS5, like where you should have zero yes. loading, right? It's it's amazing. And it, it really just looks man, does it look like an open world game in a way that I was not expecting it to look like. And it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I love the I mean, yeah, it, it, like leaving atmosphere. So like mm-hmm. when you get into a starship, you, you transfer Oof. to third person on the starship, which I don't know how I feel because uh, it would be kind of nice to have the HUD. But I do prefer piloting starships in Star Wars games uh, in third person, um, just personal preference. But yes, yeah, so you gen- yeah. but it's like you go through through the cloud cover and out of atmosphere and emerge into space and then like every planet's going to have its own unique space environment with unlockables and things that you can interact with outside right. it, you know, in, in the, the space around various planets. So like that's yeah. another dimension. Um, the thing that's really exciting for me is the customizability of your playing experience. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, where it's like you can choose to sort of get on the empire's good side or you can get on the empire's bad side or you can get on the pike's good side or you can get on their bad side you know it's like every negotiation you're you know getting favors from one group and you're gaining infamy with another group um yeah. and so i'm really i've always wanted that sort of well you can design however you want this experience to be and i'm curious how different the various outcomes are um, maybe it's just, it just changes what challenges you face, but even that way, it's sort of, it's like, well, am I going to be a shill to the empire or, you know, and have bounty hunters all over me, or am I going to, you know, befriend the, um, the other criminal elements of the galaxy and stick it to the empire. And it doesn't even need to be that dialogue. It could be two different points or, you know, I'm just going to be all black sun or whoever the group is, you know? Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah faction like, system. That's what it sounds like. There I might be so. a faction system yeah. again, given that the yeah. crime syndicates have been mentioned in the descriptions it's, and things like that. And uh, 
I, I imagine you'll be doing different missions for different factions, gaining favor with those factions, and then maybe unlocking new explorable areas within those faction yeah. headquarters. And uh, yeah, you know, enclaves that would be and amazing. Like and it, they didn't tell you how grand the scale is going to be. There's going to be various no. planets. Yeah. Um, the, this first planet that they show in the gameplay trailer looks very much like Kobo. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like a lot, um, yeah. which is fine. Is it not Tatooine? That uh, first well, there is a desert planet. It looks to me like they yeah. brought some elements from, um, and it'd be really funny if the different, um, yeah, is it if there was, sh- if there were sharing resources between the two, um, like production companies, like EA and I, I right. mean, I don't know, and Massive, like or Ubi, I don't. Uh, Ubisoft, Massive, and and I, don't, I doubt that there would be interest. I just wonder studio, because like, sort of assets, yeah, there shared, was a, but. Maybe Lucasfilm would be the right. The, the right. I mean, they them. might have something in the contract language, Lucas where it's just like, listen, we get to we get to reuse some assets, um, because I mean, there was one desert planet that could either be Tatooine or Jedha or Pasana or you know, right. could be something like that. I think you're exactly right. I think there it is written in that the assets Wouldn't, do remain with yeah. Lucas, and that 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 those things do transfer to the next project and the next project after that, and then the yeah, library yeah. is just built upon and built upon and built upon. That's what Disney does. They well, store pretty sure that's called the economies of scale, Grant. That's what I learned that somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing too. It's smart. If you want to like, if you don't want to have to have gamers wait three years between every single game, right? Yeah. To share those assets help yeah. speed things up, right? Which yeah, is sure great. Does. And yeah, Ubisoft yes. is very good at that, at reusing assets, mm-hmm. but creating entirely new um, areas and really churning out games quickly. So, should, should we talk a little bit about the pedigree of, of Ubisoft Massive and sort of the, the, sure. the division? Please, and, and I'm not really familiar those, with it. Yeah. No, I'm not. So, yeah. I, I played both the Division 1 and Division 2, and I, found, I deeply enjoyed those games. I those games i think stretched incredulity with it their sort of the realism in terms of like very very spongy spongy sort of mm. enemies in the, in that game almost like a, a, a an mmo oh, okay. or you know something like a, a diablo or an experience in which you're you're you're, you're just hitting and you're at the enemy countless times and they're just not taking damage which is a bit strange for sort of like human on human just you know uh warfare so i'm hoping that the combat isn't as spongy like it and even in jedi survivor i think a lot of people had this criticism of like the lightsaber doesn't feel like it cuts yeah. through a lot of what yeah. it should realistically cut through and i think i just hope that this game doesn't have that spongy problem of enemies are just endlessly yeah, yeah. you know, have just like endless points you just countless you know constantly bearing down on them with everything you have yeah. gadgets you know, your blasters, your companions, everything. I, I'm hoping that's not the combat. I'm hoping it's more like Red Dead and yeah. more like a Rockstar game in terms of like the lethality of of blasters yeah. and 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 I guess weaponry in the gal- galaxy. Because to me, then I don't know. It would make me avoid conflict more. And I think so much, so many games are based on combat that it might be nice to avoid combat and have more dialogue things and have really explore the cityscapes and explore yeah. the hubs that they're creating. This is an open world game. I want to meet people. I want to, you know, grow my relationship with factions. I want to explore. I don't just want to enter. Yeah, it also know, pushes you towards stealth um, activities right. more. But I, I, I yes, yeah, right. I, I'm yeah. the same way. They haven't found the sweet spot with that yet. Um, Survivor. I'm still sort of discovering things about survivor through like looking at various youtube videos and stuff mm. 
there's um, a bunch of interesting buried things. One of the things in New Game Plus is you can hit on. It's like you do extra damage, so it, and but you get extra damage done to you. But they did it. It's it's like in a way where you can play where it's like, yeah, if you hit a droid with your lightsaber, you kill it. But if you get shot in the right. chest by a blaster, you die. You know, so yeah. I mean, it's a different way to play, and you can sort of you know see how you feel about that mechanic. You know, by playing with that right. mode and see like, is that something you want in the future? I mean, it, it's it's really hard, but um, you know, maybe if they sort of lightened the attacks, you know, from people. Then, you, then it would be a little more approachable for the casual player. But um, that's a good point, Grant. That it's like, yeah, how are they gonna how are they gonna balance the game combat wise? But it did feel that way. It's like she's hiding behind a thing and shooting someone at range like fifteen times, and then they're finally dying. And yeah, I mean, if they're wearing right. Beskar, like I could understand. Sure. The yeah. I, I also feel like I know that like stormtrooper armor is supposed to be right. decorative. I guess primarily, I, but like it should. It's kind of a propaganda. Right. Ploy, I think that's the way they go for it. Yeah, yeah. But it, like it's still armor. It should still protect them a little bit. You know, yeah. like maybe it's a one hit, like you know, safety measure. Like if you, you can hit the thing, but it's like it, it's literally like what cosplayers wear right now in real life. It's just like it's plastic, and if you shoot it, a bullet's going right through it. You know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Looks, yeah, looks incredible. Really good. Can't wait. To I know. In twenty twenty four, unclear when. That's next year, man. Hey, I'll, a it's game a year. year, a game a year. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. People, like, <laughs> yeah, that's better. Somewhere than the a game rumors are saying five years. Yeah, somewhere the rumors are saying spring, but I cannot imagine that's true. It's going to be end of year twenty twenty four, right? Yeah, I'm assuming Christmas. Yeah, fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, was there anything? Oh wait, what was the other I, thing that happened this week, Adam? The other news is they released the film release schedule for oh, the next three Star Wars films. Right, that's huge. Yes. All yeah. right, <laughs> we got huge. we got a delay, but then we also got other things moved forward. I think right based yeah. on uh, as opposed to what we're saying is like we're gonna get three Star Wars movies in eighteen months, basically. Wow, <laughs> which is wild. It's like. And the and these are the new Jedi the, Order films starring these. Well, the, it's going to be the new Jedi Order, the the Favreau, uh, or uh, I guess Filoni, I should say, uh, Mandalorian, and the. So this is a three pronged yeah, yeah. approach, is and the, and this seems the like mangled, the or the mangled, yeah, yeah. The mangled. Yeah, it seems like the. Everything seems to be indicating that the new Jedi Order is the first one coming up May 2022, 2016. I'm always I love my Disney. I love my Christmas Star Wars movies. But man, May is still always going to be the time of Star Wars, right? Yeah. Like that is. Can we theorize the actual release order? And and, and given that these might shift yes, around. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to say that the mangled one comes really out first. Well, yes. So right now they are scheduled to start shooting the new Jedi order in April of next year. Yeah, it's still and, on the docket for shooting. And we'll I see. did see a rumor that Idris Elba would be the, yes. uh, the antagonist in that movie. Yeah. I love that idea, but I hope that happens. Yeah. Is, but, okay. But then that sounds like that's going to be the first in, one to go. For but you, Grant, is that these, because they're all coming out within 18 months of each other, and they did not say specifically which movies. There is room for flexibility. Seeing where scripts are at, seeing where things are at, you could absolutely move one forward and move one back. 
Don't we want to just jump to a new timeline, yes. though? Don't we want to restart? Don't hit the restart button? I don't know why we've been delaying the restart button for this long. That's all I'm, I'm going to yeah, basically well, put out there. Yeah. Two I, of these I think movies are restart technically restart buttons. Back. I mean, I would call Dawn of the Jedi a restart button, right? I would call it a serious yeah. restart button. And, but yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. New Jedi Order, there like there's familiar characters, but that's a restart, too. Really? Because we, uh, yeah. to me, because we don't know how it's going to yeah, play out. It's the beginning of a new era, yeah, right? That's be- not, yeah. The, the future is Skywalker not saga. foretold. Yeah. You know, yeah. We don't know yeah. what's happening. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I, I mean, there is baggage. There is the fact that Ray is connected to Palpatine, and that the sort of yep. dark side still permeates, and and that's we kind of have some ideas what that story yeah. could entail. Um, whereas I would just argue that Dawn of the Jedi, I have no idea what that yeah. is. <laughs> and I think Star Wars works best. No idea. Just have, just yeah. No yeah. Context. I see. I, All right. So okay. I'm going to go the other end. And I think the December, the, the 2027, December 17th, 2027 is going to be the end of the, uh, uh, um, Mandalorian is Mandalorian because that is also yeah. the most affected by writer strikes and other things, right? Yeah. Because it has to have all those shows line up in the yeah. right way for that to actually be the capper of that. So, well, I have yeah. a theory that I've had a theory for a long time that the Thrawn rollout and the synergistic Thrawn rollout is going to be so big that it will allow Thrawn to leapfrog the sequels and basically be the villain of a possible mm-hmm. new trilogy. I've, I've had this you theory have. for a while now, and I feel like you could do heir to the empire with the actual heir to the empire, Ray and Thrawn. You could actually have, the actual heir to the empire story in a a major i love that yeah i think that's totally doable yeah yeah with the you know uh yeah a a grand admiral versus you know someone who's official or or the legacy of the chiss ascendancy and for any galact yeah and the chiss ascendancy extra galactic stuff in the third movie i, I guess. guess i guess that's, that's my only pushback movie. is I boy do i not want to see stormtroopers again in uh in in the new jedi order i'm kind of done with that to be honest okay is that radical is that it's radical, radical I just... because i don't and not that i'm saying that i want stormtroopers but like mm-hmm. the iconology of stormtroopers in star wars is embedded you know as well the... then we got to do a death star too right because we always have to do a death star like, come on. Like, no, let's do something I, new. I... There's a macro thing we're not thinking about either, though, which is are Dawn of the Jedi and the New Jedi Order going to cannibalize a lot of the same I ideas? I really hope. Is, are they not going to overlap in a in a kind of in a way that might be detrimental, given that they might be covering exactly the same story, which is the ignition of a new Jedi Order, basically, like the, the start and the, a new the beginning order. of a new Jedi Order. Right, yeah. and the new Sith are they not doing the exact same thing? Are they not operating in the Space. exact same thing? No, doing the same. I, I, w- the I would same. argue no, yeah. because you have the entire yeah. legacy of the Jedi Order for twenty thousand years um, at the fingertips of Rey as she's trying to redesign it, and I, I think they'll they will relate and they'll be dealing with a lot of the same concepts. See, oh, or, yeah. Can I can I stop you right there though? Can we just yeah. talk about that for a second? How, how entangled and how meta do we want Star Wars to get? Like, doesn't Star Wars work best when it's almost like high fantasy and deep mystery? Like, you know, like I don't understand why it has to be so 
interwoven. I think we in they interweave as pre-established pre-established concepts. Yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> because like like poetry, like they 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 do that for nostalgia bombs, like these like you know little okay. like li- like oh my gosh that thing that I know you know yeah yeah a that little bit of the, Je- the Jedi yeah. and Mangold's movie did the same thing that it did in the new the Charmaine obeyed Chinois movie like it, they're doing the same thing like uh, that's interesting it's interesting that Ray learned this to not do it this way yeah. in the far future whereas these Jedi made the wrong decision in the past yeah. but i also and wonder how much of it's less going. about a jedi order in in mangold's mangold's film and more of a a very individual story about a person discovering the force the force right and that and that maybe the end of that movie yeah. ends with him or her or them discovering another person who feels the same thing right like maybe that's yeah. the end of that story is like i'm not alone and that's the end of it like yeah. card got that's it. So, like, so right? you're saying that they could be very, very different stories, like yeah. none of the same concepts. I mean, yeah, this okay. is a, a singular individual okay. journey, right. and the New Jedi Order is the journey of a of a of a entire sect of things, yeah. right? Of of the Jedi. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but I think what you're talking about, Grant, but, is that like there's the dawn of the Jedi. So it's like people discovering that they want to organize and become this Jedi order for peace and justice in the galaxy or trying to really discover an ethos. Yes. And like, and and when you add Mm -hmm. order to that mix, right. Then there's suddenly this, these rules that come along with it for lack of a better thing. And then like Ray is like, well, we, the Jedi orders of past have messed everything up. So I need to really, I've got the ancient Jedi texts. I have their wisdom and their experiences. I am every Jedi. I can force commune with dead Jedi if I want to. What am I going to do now? And, but I think, I don't know. I think it'll just be an interesting counterpoint where it's like, what were the first people thinking as they were inventing this? And then what, what is Ray thinking now knowing everything she's known? And I think there will be very similar concepts that come up. Um, But it's like, hopefully it's like, Ray is correcting former mistakes that, you know, I mean, obviously she'll be trying to right. do that and hopefully they kind of go in different ways, but it'll be an interesting dialogue between the two series in sort of as they progress in real time. I hope they're not too similar. Yeah. Right. Same. Because it's like a very foreboding yeah, thing. See, yeah. My only worry is that like the books, the sacred texts are like written by the people in the ma- in Mangles. Yeah. Or like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I'm almost like, I'm worried that the connective tissue is almost literal and is almost too much overlap where it's like, okay, we're kind of getting like two Jedi orders are starting at the exact same time. My headcanon is that the sacred texts um, come from different points in history over 20,000 years. So it's not like there may be one that comes from the dawn of Jedi, but probably, probably none, you know, like this, how much did he really write down and did that, home survive 20,000 years. Yeah, you know? I'm just hoping it's not like Luke and Obi's journals yeah. type thing is all I'm hoping for. I'm hoping there's a little oh, bit of yeah. a delineation and, and totally different. Yeah. Almost like I don't want different schools of thought. Obviously they're going to relate and there's going to be a dialogue but just new territory for each. Each should be able to yeah. cover a new new ground. Agreed. And, and you shouldn't have yeah. to be like I yeah, almost hope it, they obfuscate yeah. and, more. And Ray should have a modernized approach whereas the old Jedi I guess are like for forbid attachment you may be you maybe see how attachment leads to the the birth of the sith and then you're like okay that's why no attachment you know whatever but like ray is uh is creating an entirely yeah. new yeah. dogma her, 
yeah. with that. Her strength was attachment, with, right? She was a dyad. Yeah. It's like a literal attachment. You're yeah. like a conjoined force yeah. to win, I mean, like with someone else. We, I don't remember when we talked about it. It might be during our lost episode, but her entire story is like like every episode. What lost episode, Adam? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing happened. Uh, so it might be that like everything is attached, right? Like like the first episode is her attachment to Han. The second episode is her attachment to Luke. Like it's attachment, 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 right? Which is what gives her yeah. strength in every single movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Does she see a dyad in this no. new trilogy? Like, does she <laughs> see another a new dyad, or she's still in the major dyad of the galaxy? I will give I mean, you money if they say the word dyad in that film. Ooh, I mean, I think she, they could say it in the first scene. You they know? could. I'll give you. Yeah, I think it could I'll, be. I'll, I'll, I will argue they might say. I'll it give you ten movie. bucks. All right, here's the thing: ten dollars, a, a gentleman's bet. I'll over. give you ten dollars right. if they say the word. I prefer dyad. beer. I prefer you give All me right. a four. I will pack buy you a beer. beer. Okay, I'll give you a four pack of of yeah, here, here's, New England here's, IPA. Here's here's odds. We'll figure it out how to do this, but I'll give you both a four pack of beer if, if the word dyad uh, appears in the next movie. Okay, all right. Is said or appears in text on screen? All right. I don't, I mean, I'm savvy enough to understand it's just, it's got an odor on it. I get it. Yep. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, uh, it, it, let's just own it and let's move past sure. it. And a way to do that is a throwaway line. It's just like yeah. throwaway. Like, uh, like oh, I think they've like already once thrown said it I was in the diet of the force or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, you know, it's just like almost like just ancillary. Yeah. It's it doesn't and, and making it ancillary would actually be beneficial. Yeah. yeah. Instead I, mean, of I also it, it could be in the crawl at a part of the force and like it, a tiny abstraction like mini it could be. It's not going it, to owning those things and making them abstractions is almost the no, higher because think opinion. about the way the way this works in Star Wars. So they said the word midichlorians 20 years ago. M counts. Right. It took yeah, them like 20 years to say the word again. Why did you say the word? To allude to the word. Yeah. I'm well, I'm I'm out here in the streets being like, I love midi chlorines and I love yeah. like and it took I you almost 20 years to hear it again. Like, I'm a, yeah, <laughs> but it's different. I'm the only one who likes midi chlorines. I don't get it. I don't think it's a huge problem. I just I think I think the, some of the best parts of Star Wars. I think the secret sauce of Star Wars is that it's hard sci-fi in in areas of the plot that you just when it needs overlook. to be. And yeah. I, I for me, it's like it's super hard sci-fi in certain areas. And midi chlorians was additive in that in that regard, and I I, I like that. It, it doesn't bother me. I'll, that's about as far as I can go with it. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't bother me either. Yeah, yeah. but uh, no. Um, there we go. Right on. Right on. <laughs> Are we still in the game? To move to the well, game? we talked about the movies. Oh. I think now we're anything yeah. else. Any other news? Oh, okay. oh. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, again, yeah, we can yeah. prognosticate about the movies forever, um, but we'll wait until we're fired and doing this podcast from a bar. I... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Can't wait. I am. Yeah. I am. I'm kind of amazed they're doing two Star Wars movies in a single year again. I am they're trying that. They're stunned. trying to game it again. Yeah, yeah. And listen, I was I, I was on like chat groups being like, guys, you're overreacting to this whole solo thing. Like, it's fine. There's gonna do. There's yeah. gonna be more solo movies. And everyone's like, you're an idiot. And they were right. Um, but they like, yeah. I mean, two two Star Wars movies in six months. I mean, I'm here yeah. for it. I'm here for it. You know, after like okay, five years. All right. Can we just do a one, two, three on these? Which one are we most anticipating? Which one do we think might eat the dust? And then which one might uh, like surprise us? I don't know. Like, uh, 
I don't know which one. Which one are you guys most looking forward? New to Jedi to, Order to see. Same. New Jedi Order. I because I, I mean yeah. we've talked about this episode for a long time, and I love Daisy Ridley, and I love um, uh, John Boyega, and I want to see them continue on with new leadership and direction and creative input into something exciting and 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 how they're going to evolve this this thing that's that's into yeah into an unknown era too like yeah. the storytelling is wide open yeah so which yeah yeah boundless. And, and, and my yeah. the least one for uh, me is um the mandalorian i same it's it, it just like okay. it just feels like the deck stacked against them nothing against feloni i mean i've enjoyed all the live action series and i hope they step up the production value for this feature film yeah but still it's like i kind of can foresee all of this happening hmm. it's going to be like a war with the chiss and like there'll be ahsoka and yeah, be yeah like yeah. some time travel and there'll be some and i'm like okay like it's i mean it's and we know where it's going to essentially nowhere because it doesn't it, it doesn't affect the skywalker saga at all yeah right it's yeah, like snoke maybe might appear snoke. It, it's just not that exciting to me but yeah. i've been surprised before so i'm right there yeah. with you ben i i would have to rate that as the movie that i'm just I, I'm happy. It'll be great. It comes It'll out. be fun. I like it because I like the shows it. it's based off of. But I do. I don't expect it to blow my mind or do anything like, you know, reinvigorate my love of Star Wars. It'll just be a good Star Wars yeah. thing. Yeah, it'll be fun. I, I actually, I don't want to say Ahsoka's coming out in August. It might totally rearrange yeah, my thoughts could. on all that stuff. It, yeah, uh, it makes absolutely sense that they're ending with a movie. Like, yeah. doesn't it make? To- all yes. the sense in the world that they're ending in a movie it totally it, makes sense it, it's but also, it's not exciting it's a little marvel comic universe and it like they yep. need to differentiate from yeah there, i think yeah there's too much macro going on i'm worried about the macro and interconnect i'm worried about the synergistic interconnectedness and sort of macro storytelling of star wars because i almost think it works better as yeah being these isolated trilogies like i like i don't think trilogies need no, all i this i want these three movies to be written I think they need to be their and directed things. completely apart and don't talk to each other yeah 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 exactly yeah. yeah because i mean and so the one we have we aren't talking about is is mangold's dawn of the jedi and like that one it just needs to be a great standalone movie like it, right. it, it's free of of everything and it's like it doesn't even need to it doesn't need to connect to the skywalker saga at all or the new Jedi no. order or anything. It just needs to be like, but if it's going to be that, I want like Gilroy level <laughs> dialogue. You know what I mean? Well, what's I great do. about Don. Yeah. What's great about Don of the Jedi is it can really talk about the, the debate of the force yeah. and like use of the force and who is using the force uh, for good. Who's using the force for ill and, uh, theories on the force and 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 the sort of that the, the the early ga- thoughts of yeah. the galaxy you know i mean the early thoughts of the galaxy on the force like that to me that's very interesting yeah, territory super interesting um i'm re- i would like to see that i think that's the most anticipated film i have i'm just i i was into the lindelof idea when i heard about the lindelof idea for new jedi order and like some of those ideas that came out i really liked them and then when he walked away i was kind of i'm now i'm just a little worried just given that I like those ideas. I know a lot of people didn't, but, um, uh, and I know, I just wonder how, how commercial this new trilogy is going to be and, oh. and how many tie-ins and how right. synergistic it's and be how very much commercial. marketing is going to happen. And it's, yeah, you know, obviously yeah. it will be. I'm just, for me, it's like, I don't understand. People are out here talking about how Star Wars is political and, and that being the debate. I'm like, it's yeah. inherently political. Yeah. Get yeah. over it. 
how yeah. commercial is Star Wars? I think it's almost yeah. too commercial. And that's when you talk about it being the first ever, the first big sci-fi indie film, you know, what happened to that? Like what happened to Star Wars being more contained? The toys are still super, you know, the high end and there's a great yeah. rollout and the, the great merch, but I've just, they don't have to be as loud as they are. I think the Phantom Menace caused a big disrupt when it was just as loud as it was. And, and they were trying to get back as much as they did out of it. Like, I think we can go back to I, a more humble Star Wars. I do not think it needs to be as big and loud as it I, is. It's, it's I weird. I love that. I don't think it's ever going to happen. I think I think I mean, I think that's the realm of like, here's the thing. When people say Star Wars is political, I'm like, yeah, kind of. But have you read the books and the comics? Because that's really where it gets political. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, they do the stuff in the stuff books. Happens. Oh, that yeah. I'm like, you wouldn't read dare doing that in, in a big movie because you need your four quadrants and you need to be able to sell it overseas. Right. And yeah. so it just becomes an issue where it's just here's the thing. I think of Star Wars movies now as the popcorn. They're, they're popcorn. Films. They're yep. fun. And is that is that okay? Is that are you okay with that? Like for me, it's like a little distressing. I'm like, I wish it was there was a little bit more yeah, to chew on. I wish. I hope the Mangold yeah. film really dives into some issues of faith and tackles. It's the some, one I think is know, going uh, to ideas of maybe church and state and, yeah. and religion. It goes it goes into religion in an interesting way. Comments on religion in an interesting way. I think George built the franchise to comment on religion without evoking a religion. Right. Earthly just, religion. Yeah, he sort of tied in a so bunch that. of concepts. I mean, it's the back to. Um, you know, the hero of a thousand faces and Joseph Campbell and all that, you know, or like in that study. Yeah. I mean, so, and, and to me, I mean, I, I, I appreciate everything y'all are saying and I agree with it. Um, but for me, it's, it's mythology. It's, and, and I feel like mythology is something we don't have a lot of because it's like, you know, you're right, Grant, like religion isn't in the global dialogue that much right now. It's more about nationalism and, um, and like there are certainly religious like conflicts happening in the world and all those things, but no one's talking about like mythology, the star Wars mythology ties us all together. And that's the stuff that I, I want to get into. And it may not be mainstream and it may come out of left field, but I feel like it's something that it, it ties all culture and creed together. It's sort of the, the themes that happen in everyone's religion and mythology and, and heritage and stuff that, that are similar. And, um, that's the way I sort of hope they, they run with these things. Yeah. Yeah. We can only hope anyways, I'm looking forward to all yeah. three films. Um, I think we're all, I think we're all in pretty much the same place. Uh, yeah, about there's what not we're looking forward to any the of these. I'm actively um, not looking forward to Right, that. I'm going to be like, yeah, Ugh, this yeah, movie, yeah. but you know, Dude, yeah, I've been watching the like kids show. I, like <laughs> I will take all in every yeah. star war. Like I, don't, don't worry about it. When it comes out, it's going to be nearly seven years between the last movie and this movie, yeah. which is, so that's right? maybe why they think they can be like bang, 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 three movies in 18 yeah. months and be like, we're, you're back in now. Uh, it's a bold choice, um, but I love it. We'll see. And also, things are scheduled to change. Yeah, I mean, it's just like my my expectations versus Lucasfilm's ex- expectations. You know, like I just want three quality movies, but yeah. Lucasfilm they, and Disney wants to make a billion dollars a movie. Everyone a has to make a billion half, dollars. You know, yeah. Indelible, right. yeah. timeless Star Wars, and it's not my billion yeah. dollar with characters you remember. Like, can't right. you see them yeah. doing like giving Mangled like? Fifty million dollars just do a fifty million dollar Star Wars like look at Logan no. like do you know what I mean like <laughs> no but like it, I really think it that movie's be. gonna be smaller than we think it's gonna <laughs> be 
I Adam, when you started spit talking about your movie, I instantly started having visions of what that would be, and I was like, I see it. It's a little like it, it, I think we've, you know, I think we've seen sort of Jesus yeah. epics that might have yeah. similar like visuals to what you're talking about that are like pretty contained and 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 low budget, not like low budget. Relatively, budget, you're not talking about yeah. a three hundred million dollar you know, relatively, movie, yeah. and as a discovery of some sort of of, of powers of some kind happens slowly in yeah. just a uh, a mean, small setting. Uh, yeah. What if it it's was intentionally yeah, lo-fi? Like, what if it was like Ben Hur? Like, you know, like right. just to give it an aesthetic that's not like oh, it's this glistening, clean sort of. Like it's 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 in the past, so it's gonna like they want to make it feel like it's in the past. Yeah, it's the misstep that Marvel did. Every Marvel movie has to be Glistening the same budget future. and make a billion dollars, and then you and then ever so often you make an Ant Man Quantumanium, and it nearly destroys the entire thing. Franchise, yeah. Right, where an Ant Man movie should be a seventy million dollar movie at most. <laughs> And then you make a ton of money off of it because it has the word Marvel attached to it. And it's a fun movie as opposed to making it the centerpiece of your entire right. thing. I mean, right? they, they kind of did that with, um, I'm going to say the the witch, uh, not red witch. No. Um, Black widow. No witch. The one Scarlet, Scarlet witch. Thank Scarlet you. Witch. Red witch. Scarlet sorry. Witch. Uh, well, that's what they're doing in the TV, right? Like, yeah. But TV. I mean, like they yeah. went intentionally lo-fi for the first three episodes. And like, yeah, I don't know, yeah, maybe yeah. it cost a bajillion dollars to do it that way. And they had like interactions and stuff with real time. No, but I think you're but right. But you know what yeah. I mean? Like an intentional, yeah. like lo-fi yeah. movie would be kind of, would be an interesting choice. Yeah. I also think that's what Solo was before they decided to shoot two movies. Yeah. Like it was fairly God, low budget. Was a beautiful and then, movie though that came out. And then they, but the, the problem is that it cost them twice mm-hmm. of what they thought. Yeah. If that movie cost what the original budget was. We'd be sitting here going, that movie was a smashing success. All right. Well. Yeah. No, because I mean, it would have made it would have made three to four times its budget, its original budget, right. which would have been a, which would have been huge for them. Yeah. I mean, but, but it we're cost talking them like about four measly four hundred million, million profit instead of a two hundred million dollar profit, and it's not a billion dollar. But profit. it's about percentage of return, right? You have to make what three to four times your original budget to be considered a success. Right. And if it was based on its original budget, it would it would have made yeah. three to four, and it would have been on there, and they'd be like, look, we can make the giant you know 400 million dollar star wars movies and then we can make 100 to 200 million dollar star wars movies and be successful right i mean if there was a you know solo sequel which was a you know lando feature film coming out next year it'd probably make a billion dollars yeah and you shoot it i'm just fascinated with the mangled film how you how you back to that (laughs) film and how you frame it Sorry, no, I can I see the look in your eye, Grant, and I see the yeah, wheels. You've been, like, ponder, I you've been pondering something for yeah. a while. Do you frame it like Superman, or do you frame it like the Matrix? Like, are there people around them that have do know the Force mm. and are bringing them into a new world, or is it are they alone? You know, what I mean, like that to me, that framing of how you do that is so interesting. Yeah, are you talking I about mean, the wills, really kid. You got to bring the wills in here. I'm talking about, yeah, are the wills there to be Morpheus? Like, is that happening? Or is it, in the beginning so here's here? the thing, like, because that's the thing, like, right, so if you're doing it like the, if you're doing it like Matrix, you have to have someone who's already attuned and understand why they're attuned, but they find yes. the one, right? So you get your, G, there's, your right. G, there's your Jesus story. <laughs> yeah. Or if you do it like Superman, you have someone discovering their power, and is there, like, is there somewhere in between where you have multiple people figuring out simultaneously that they have a connection right. and finding them finding each other, which is to me a more interesting, which that's is like almost like an X-Men. Man. I would love to see that type of thing. Uh, yeah. It, it, yeah almost like but you take out, situation. you take yeah, out professor X, like take out professor X. Three different 
but you have that's almost the three because different people have different as we've seen in the in the high republic everyone has a different attunement and and strength in the force so maybe you have some that are really good at at you know moving things with telekinesis you have others that are good at like at my at at, at at you know doing a mind trick then you have the then you have one who just for some reason can do i don't know force lightning right like you have all these yeah. things you start to realize that and like according fun. to you know so we just did two weeks ago don't worry about last week um the, nothing happened it's all <laughs> nothing good. happened it's fine um <laughs> the we did the timelines episode and I'm pretty sure though there's like 500 years between the dawn of the Jedi and the beginning of the like sect yeah. that breaks off to become the dark uh, the Sith and the, yeah. the dark side users. All right, so that sect is not the light sect that broke the Ordu Aspectu are not the sect that broke off to be the Sith. They are a sect that are like utterly passive and don't believe in any violence. Okay. Mm. At all, and I think they're in Karen Gillan's well, run of Darth Vader. So, just like, I've seen conflicting yeah. things. There's like one where it's like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think Order no, might that, become that the Jedi though. as we know them, and then there, but there was another another group that broke off to be the Sith. See, you're on. I think we just cracked probably the greatest story <laughs> idea of all time, which is what if the original Jedi sect is the Sith? And oh, I love it. Some Turn weird into the, yeah. branch yeah. is Perfect. the Jedi. Right? Yeah. Bang. There you go. There you go, Mangled. All right. Call us Mangled. Yeah. It's we'll right, it right here. Uh, coreworldnews yeah. at gmail.com. Yep. Um, That's not going to change anything. Yeah. As long, for as long as we work here. Not worried about our, you know, nope. employment. Yep. 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 Yeah. It's all good. We're all fine. We're fine. Everything's good here. Yeah. That's great. Um, how are you? How are you? <laughs> uh that was a little pretentious we, we don't mean that we just we just love getting on these ideas and talking about yeah. stuff but uh it's good times it's good times um no so do you guys stuff. want to talk about four different <laughs> runs of comics right now sure <laughs> all right good um all right so this is what's going to happen i'm gonna go and um this grex hates this when i do this but um i'm gonna actually press some music so uh -oh. now you're hearing the introduction to Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. All right, here we are. Good. <laughs> Nailed it. That was like actually pitch for pitch. You're, you've got real talent there, man. Well done. Um, all right, so we're going to cover four comic runs. The, the poor comics, man. We adore them. Um, we read yeah. them, we internalize them. They have great influence on everything else in the galaxy far, far away. Um, but we've just been so wrapped up in all the lovely other series and the higher public um, live action series and things like that. Um, and also the comic arcs are getting longer and um, yeah. doing interesting things. So we're going to catch up with four right now. We're going to, uh, in this order, we're going to cover the star Wars main run, afra bounty hunters and vader um there's yeah. also um and, and this is all following the marvel unlimited schedule which means it's six months behind yeah sorry you're welcome um yeah uh, this is for you casual jason i know you're also on marvel unlimited so um I, yeah you can i think the majority up. of comic consumers at this point and grant i think you're uh you're muted uh so the majority of uh comic consumers i think go with unlimited at this point yeah you were saying grant <laughs> this is casual casual <laughs> casual kyber, casual kyber crystal comics corner <laughs> wait oh my god the old casual. five c's that's far too um much to say. Yeah, that's so funny but it listen the i 
I feel a part of my soul missing when I don't follow up with the comics and it's been so fun. Same. I've just been like binging all of the comics that I've missed out on. Um, they're fantastic stories. The art's amazing. You know, the writers are amazing. Everything's great. So with that out of the way, um, we're going to start with star Wars and we're going to cover, um, issues 26, 27 and 28. Um, this is written by Charles Sewell. Um, goat in my mind like i mean they're all great but soul holy cow yeah um, all time yep and then andre's generally uh rochelle rosenberg and vcs clayton cowles um yeah so where we are right now the rebellion has made progress in a struggle to free the galaxy from imperial rule general leia organa has finally triumphed over the cruel commander zara who massacred multiple rebel squadrons in another corner of the galaxy, Luke Skywalker set out the secrets of the Jedi to improve his connection to the Force. His journey culminated in the discovery of a mysterious book linked to the Jedi. It's a, it's a, one of the, the secret, sacred tasks. Um, <laughs> despite the progress, the threat of the Empire looms as large as ever. In the wake of the crushing defeat on Hoth, the capture of Han, uh, Captain Han Solo, and the slaughter at the hands of Commander Zara, uh, the heroes of the Rebellion will need many more victories to weaken the Empire's grip over the galaxy. Okay, so that's just setting the stage here. Um, and in uh, 26, uh, the what, what do you want to do? I kind of, do you want to just go what issue by issue? Well, I don't want to just sit here when, and talk. When did Luke put on the Imperial outfit? That's oh, all yo, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Sick dress. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> where's that um, black suit? Maybe. <laughs> With yellow saber, yeah. So Let, let's do kind of a speed so run, obscure. right? Like I, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna give you the first issue. Talk about the issue, second issue, and, and you know if there's anything that that yeah, do it. that pops out. Yeah. We'll start it this way, okay? Uh, issue 26, the path to victory. Um, the rebellion strikes on Barleth. Um, oh my gosh! And I've got all right uh, on uh, Imperial Unity Day uh, parade. They they striked on a yeah there struck um and they destroy an entire battalion of imperial vehicles uh in their dormant state uh publicly defying the imperial propaganda's assertions that the rebellion is dead as the rebellion looks to plan their next move and reestablish supply lines the story shifts to two crimson dawn sleeper agents so crimson dawn's a big deal mm -hmm. this is all going like also i, sh I should yeah. mention all of these sort of intertwine lady yeah, La kira has made a disturbance or auntie the Hugh, as she's referred to in this <laughs> um but yeah so there yeah yeah we should mention this is yeah. going into um some hidden empire hidden empire right. but this is like an end yeah. game plan yeah. of kira where she activates all her people to just like cause havoc and be a distraction um which is really and the Crimson Dawn network is extensive. extensive. Yeah. yeah, it goes everywhere. Well, so it extends to these two people. So, um, yeah. So the uh, two Crimson Dawn sleeper agents um, at an Imperial black site, codename Second Son. Mm. Uh, the two agents, Lieutenant Melton and wife Bevlin, uh, abscond from their black site, um, which is none other than the second Death Star uh, with their kids in a stolen Lambda class shuttle. Um, so this thing, it's like these, you get this really cool story about, um, this, this thing and it, you know, this family that lives on the second Death Star, right. helping it work, but they had made a commitment mm -hmm. to Kira a long time ago. They're sleeper agents and they're just like, the empire is wrong and we're going to do what we can from the inside. It's not convenient 
for them. It's it's not the right time. They're under a ton of pressure. They have two little kids to look after. But Kira says it's go time, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Are we going to do this?" And they look at each other in the eyes, and they say, "We're going to do this." Okay. And I, I think all they're really like, the, they're like, I think they decide the best thing they can do is just tell the rebellion about where they are and what they're doing. Yeah. So I got to start with a quick yeah. question. Uh, let's start off on a real downer. So. Uh, we get to is it Jarjaron, uh the uh, the uh, imperial uh, the person in charge Moff, of uh, Jarjaron. Jarjaron. Yeah. So yeah. he talks about what are we gonna do? Did you He's, just call him Jarjarard? I did. Jar-Jarard. It's not his name, but I, that's funny. It, his mind made. So we get to the point where he they're at. He's asked like, "What are you doing to protect this station?" Ooh, yeah. And the big thing is like, no one's in or out. The people who come in here live here with their families. Yeah. As the Death Star is being constructed. Now, I'm stealing this a little bit from the diatribe that happens in Clerk, the movie Clerks from 30 years ago. But boy, did they up the ante on this. So when the rebels blow up the Death Star, are they killing a bunch of families? <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. Yes. Short cool. answer is yes. related. Lots awesome. of material. That's yeah. going to make me really yeah. watch Return of the Jedi Lots in a different way. Yikes. Yeah, no, there's a lot of kids on there. A lot of, a kids. Lot of kids. A lot of kids. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it actually, that's that's the other side plot that's through here. I'm giving the high level thing, but they, um, it's an Imperial audit. It's like an ISB audit yeah. is happening on this black site. And, um, and, and that's sort of the vehicle through which the, the story is told. Andor did this on Aldani, remember, with the, uh, the family they show there, the, the sort of Imperial, the family living in right. Imperial housing. Yeah. Aldani. It's the Death Star. I, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. The Death Star had lots, has lots and lots of experts. Yeah, I'm fine with experts and professionals being, uh, you know, cr- you know, exploded into stardust, but like. But they're condoning the, fa- fasc- the fascist regime of yeah, the Empire. Yeah. So, so are the three year olds. That's what you have to weigh in your comments. I'm just saying. Really... I'm not saying the rebels shouldn't have blown up the Death Star. <laughs> I'm just saying. It sits a little different now when I watch that movie of Triumph. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, and that seems like a very soul it's thing tough. to do. He's just like, oh, no, there's kids. Don't worry about it. No, it was devastating. Yeah. It was heart-wrenching. Yeah. But hey, it was least, a tough decision you know, to make. I wasn't got thinking out, about maybe. that directly when I was thinking about this. I was just thinking about I love undercover missions. I yeah. love... Yeah. Oh, I, I thought these uh, issues were I think awesome. this is just some of the best spy... This is just fun spy writing yeah. where it's actually taking the fun lore like yeah. camp elements we love I, and just making fun little spy network stories and Crimson Dawn is, you know, uh, in the shadows plotting and everyone, you know, you don't know who we're working who's working. What in this new run of comics across Vader, Afra, uh, Star Wars main run, you know, uh, Hidden Empire, all the stuff you find out, you're like, who is working for who? Uh, yeah. Some people are working for the Emperor directly. Yeah. Some people are working for Crimson Dawn. Some people are working for Vader. <laughs> Some people are, yeah, yeah like just uh, Vader's sort of side turned into like uh, Robin to Batman, uh, Ochi to Vader. Like the Ochi kind of character uh, yeah. in the comics has just become the sidekick to Vader. Uh, it's so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's just, fu- it, it's all about kind of who's the employer. I've been, that's kind of the central theme I've found in reading a lot of these. I'm like, Who's right. secretly working for Kira? Who's secretly working for the Emperor? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what's happening here? Right. That's kind of been my big thing I've been honing yeah. on. Yeah. I think it's so much fun. And um, I think that 
I like the Crimson Dawn storyline. Yeah, we'll talk about we'll talk about bounty hunters later, and it's like those are all freelance contractors, right? So it's like they don't even know yeah. who each other's working for. It's so many different <laughs> factions. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so they go. So uh, episode twenty-seven, the good people, uh, Melton, Bev, and the kids are pursued across the galaxy with a stolen Death Star. Uh, that's not true. They don't have the stolen Death Star plans. Um, and attempt to contact a skeptical rebellion in exchange for asylum. They are uh, constricted to locations that are pre-programmed into the Lambda shuttle. And everywhere they go, they are met with Imperial aggression because all the locations are Imperial sites, obviously. Uh, they go to the River Moon of Aldeem, Pazval. And then finally, he's like, okay, um, Melton's like, let's just go to Coruscant because they feel like they can disappear there. Uh, they crash land on level 2685 while the Rebellion reviews their request. Lucky for them, Luke has a good feeling about the lead. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, harrowing chase through the galaxy. They head out mm. there. Um, you know, they send a, a message. They have an old code that can contact the Rebellion. And it gets through and just so happens Lando's in the room. And he's like, right. uh, sounds like he's like, nothing's that easy. Like nothing. There's no way there's someone coming from a black site just telling yeah. us stuff because yeah. they want that, you know. It's direct quote you know that's a trap, yes, right? exactly. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, But then, yeah, I mean, really cool, you know, team meeting with the rebellion and Luke is there. He's like, no, let's let's check that one out. He's like, let's talk about that. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm. I, I love that we spend so much of this comic with just the family, right? Like li- we get little cutaways yeah. to the, Rebe- Re- you know, the rebel, but ever so- I love a side story and, and we'll talk about it when we get through all three, but this felt like a very star Wars. This felt very star Wars to me, even though it wasn't with your main people for a lot. Yeah. yeah. Sewell's the goat, bro. Like I, yeah. I would trust him to write any script for any star Wars at any time. He, he know like he's yeah. worked on so many different projects at this point and he just gets the tone. He gets the snark. He gets the comedy. He gets the intensity, the gravity, like mm-hmm. he just is really good yeah. at writing Star Wars stories. And the heartache, the heavy stuff too. Like I, I love the moment where they crash and yeah. the family's like asking all these people for help and they're like, uh nope. no, sorry. Yeah, we well, got the Empire on you. We're going. Yeah. 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 I am I'm, I'm loving the main run. I think it's Me too. Yeah. The best we've we've had in a while. So yeah, Sewell's, Sewell's great at doing main run. Uh, he captures all the character voices perfectly. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's really it. Um, okay, 28, the calculus of loss. Melton, Bev, and kids destroy the Lambda shuttle and attempt to hide on Coruscant while Luke goes undercover as an Imperial officer and searches <laughs> for the, am- the there family. Were. There it is. Yeah. I remember that issue because yeah. I remember reading that and being like, oh, this should be a action figure because it's so weird i was like you'd never see luke in imperial garb and then you never the yellow lightsaber is not the green or the blue it's oh yeah yeah it's sexy it's really sexy uh the so there yeah go for it finish that uh the family fights off sewer creatures and security forces from the first scene of jedi survivor i don't know if you caught that um (laughs) it's hard Mm -hmm. to miss right um with the uh, helmets that look like um male anatomy and are ultimately saved by Luke Skywalker and debriefed at the rebellion convoy. Um, on Mothma heroically announces that if they can destroy a death star once they can do it again. Yeah. I love this episode or this issue. Uh, one thing I thought was really funny is you talk about him wearing the, the Imperial uniform. Yeah. 
there's a little fun line where another one of the other people was like, I think you look really good in black. Uh, yes. And he looks down. So I was like, you think? <laughs> I, me, oh, you think so? Like, just yeah. this moment of like, that's Sewell great. just great took little. that moment to be yep. like, let's just lay some groundwork for why he rocks black in, um, in I mean, uh, mm-hmm. in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, I also love that the, again, it's a Star Wars, right? It's, it's, a, it's a Star Wars. It ends with triumph that yeah. everyone's safe they are there and finding out there's a second death star is not this moment of just like oh we're toast yeah right i love the mom author of like we did it once we'll do it again yeah yeah and just that great moment of leadership was was awesome a huge growth moment for mon yeah. i mean i can't wait yeah. to see how she grows in the next season of andor but and, and becomes yeah. who she is but there's you can even see you could draw a line from um uh rogue one to this issue of this comic book, right? Where she's like, kind of like, I don't know, we need to get consensus. What are we going to do? You know, to like, nope, this is what we're going to do because this is the right thing to do. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I I love the art. I love everything in this issue. I think this is one of the one of the best issues of the run so far. Yeah. Um, what's and the one after this one? Because I remember that being pretty good as well. That's no space. So now okay, that's okay. when they start going to the no space. So this is the clear. I thought no space was thirty or maybe twenty. They start. They so I think they okay. will. Will a little spoiler, but I think oh. they end up. They start. They start on another mission in twenty nine, and they end in no space. That's right. No, I have read the no space issues. Okay. Yeah. Some of them, right? Yeah. So they they're not all done yet. So the next arc is kind of their their trip in the no space. But I think I think twenty nine ends with them officially coming out of hyperspace in no space. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk about that when that arc finishes up soon, probably in the next. You few know, weeks. the first time you said that, I forgot about it, but I did read those. I just sort of went through and read yeah. everything that was out right now. But that's available. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. You're probably right in the middle of that of that yeah. no space I arc. Am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're Holdo, Sewell Putin. Mm-hmm. Holdo and Lando together. It was almost too much swag in one scene where I almost yeah. was like, oh, this happened. Yeah. Like and they, a little uh, trashy smashy. Yeah. <laughs> in a Yeah, yeah. And the next arc, which I like. Like they get a lot more Holdo Lando. Uh yeah. I was like, where's this action. show? Or like if Lando, if we do the Lando series, maybe young Holdo? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Uh like in the series. I know. Like, they seem to meet in this uh in this issue though. But uh, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely shipping on Holdo and, and Calrissian. That's pretty great. Yeah. Um, a couple free spirits just, you know, stuck in a prison on on in no space. It happens. Totally. Uh, yeah. So that um, that's the end of this arc for all intents and purposes right now. So that's what that's what we're talking about. Um, yeah. But uh, I think, Adam, you have information about Afra. Yeah. So I'm going to cover uh, Afra issues. Afra. 23. Uh, 22, 23, 24, 25. Um, so this is right. kind of half of a really big, massive arc, but there's kind of a clear kind of cutoff here. Um, it's called The Spark Internal. I'm going to do it a little different than Ben. I'm actually, I wrote up one long summary, and that's because... I this, did the exact same thing. Because I was like, of, Ben's doing this issue for issue. I love how thorough, yeah. he, thorough he's being. I just, yeah. I, I basically surmised mine. Especially in, because uh, this has one, like two, three, four, multiple, yeah. like, this this issue has like you're following three different groups. They're backing back, yep. uh, jumping back and forth. So I just kind of wrote it up as one, trying to like succinctly sure. summarize it. So here we go. So uh, after being possessed by the Spark Eternal, 
Afra is forced to relieve sub, uh, relive some of her worst memories and betrayals. During this, the spark determines that the ascended technology is aboard the Vermilion, the stronghold of Crimson Dawn. However, Afra is able to turn the tables and access the spark's memory, where she discovers that the ascended existed during the time of the Sith and developed their technology to mimic the Force in order to fight the Darksiders. In the end, the Sith slaughtered them all, and the spark was locked away. The spark reveals that the plan is to incorporate all of the malignant quote-unquote malignant artifacts and technology mm-hmm. that Dr. Afra has found, starting with Triple Zero and BT. Meanwhile, Star- uh, Sonostaros uh, recruits Magna Tolvan, another of Afra's exes, in an attempt to mount a rescue mission, which brings them to Baruke uh, and the Dark Droids. After a brief fight, the droids join the rescue mission, and they figure out that Afra and the Spark are aboard the Vermilion. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Just Lucky and RLU, working for Roman Tag, arrive at the Vermilion looking for Afra and the Spark. They immediately find her and are soon running for their lives when they cross paths with Staros and her gang and warn them to get the heck out. Uh, Dr. Afra's friends put into plan a trap to trap the Spark and declare they are here to rescue Afra. During all of this, Afra is still trapped inside her memories and makes a connection with Morel, the leader of the Ascendant. The two join forces and fight through multiple memories. So Ben, you may have been away from keyboard at the moment, but I, I did I did one summary for the entire half arc. Oh, for the whole yeah. arc. Yeah, Great. so we can kind of go into it as we see fit. Um, I have two lore bombs which I love that are in Afra. The first is the Dark Seekers. Did you pick up on the Dark Seekers? Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. What are they? I, I remember reading that. Yeah, yeah, the Dark Seekers are the Sith that attack. Uh, the ascendant in the in 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 Morel's oh, yes. memories, and yes. they're basically they're developed to hunt threats that uh, basically hunt any threat to the Sith. They're just yeah. like this force that hunts threats to the Sith, which I'm like, great, more of that, please. A, a plus, That's so plus. cool, yeah, yeah. And then we have the null blade, which is the blade that Afra oh. uses, made of catorsis. Uh, yes, on. which is pre-established in canon. As uh, old EU, yeah, yeah, uh, cutting off um, lightsaber yep. abilities, right? It's like Ortosis is like legend, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it interrupts yeah. uh, lightsaber blades, basically. And yeah. we saw it again in the Thrawn trilogy with Anakin, right? right. They made droids out of Cortosis, and yeah. then that um, factory was destroyed by Thrawn in conjunction with Anakin Skywalker. I love these comics because I'm a little further along yep. and Same. I'm into some of the newer issues and uh, Domina Tag has become one of my favorite sort of like new characters yeah. and uh, uh, I just love uh, Alyssa Wong's approach to those characters and I love the the Spark Eternal storyline was awesome. Like I absolutely mm-hmm. love this yeah. storyline. Um, but now I'm just like I'm in love with the world building Agreed. Kind of in the yeah. Afro run yeah, right yeah. now and uh, that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, I think Dominic Tag is a super cool character. Ronan Tag. Um, I love a lot of the characters. Magna Tolvin. It was cool to see yeah. that character come back. Yeah. Um, Staros, which we'll cover her run. I think we're at issue yeah, five. Yeah, five just came out now. this week. And she then, has her own. Yep. Yeah, she yep. has her own comic, which is really, really good so far. I'm really enjoying it. It's yeah. so good. It's just, you know. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. It's, yeah. So I, was gonna, I was just about to ask you yeah, who wrote it. Yep. Oh, really dude, good. I love and, that combo. Yeah. I, you know, we talk about yeah. Spurrier who... I is kind of my all time run on Afra, and he was so good at doing the lore stuff. And yeah, so yeah. it's been I've been adjusting to Alyssa Wong's storytelling. And what I realized is her, her one of her biggest strengths is the characters, right? Understanding yeah. the characters and all and figuring out how all these characters interact and, and reading these four issues in a row 
and watching them like jump from group to group and interacting with each other is like, oh, she's got yeah. all of these all of these characters down and how they would interact with her. So I'm really enjoying the yeah, the world the world building character building is wonderful. Yeah. It's yeah. active yeah, world yeah. building. It's yeah. not like here, let me uh give you a bunch of exposition about uh yeah. the past, which I thought Spurrier did so yeah. well. Like it was blew me away, honestly. And then uh, I thought th this act of role building is is refreshing. It's a new, it's, it's fun yeah. to go in this yeah. direction. And uh, I, some of the characters again, yeah. that uh, Dominic Attack, other characters I think are so cool. Fentu Zen, that yeah. character is pretty sweet. No, they like, all have their own personalities and their motivations at this point. Yeah, it's yeah. like um, oh, what is that from Kill Bill? The like something five. Oh, the Fox Force Five. <laughs> Fox, Fox Force yeah. Five. Yeah. Fox it's Force a little five, bit yeah. Fox Force Five. Um, but yeah uh, are you kidding me that's the best possible vibe yeah yeah you ask me yeah. yeah um yeah they're kind of great and they all have their own things and I, I love the um the archivist's like role in all this just lucky's a cool character too mm -hmm. I like yeah character. just lucky's grown on me i'm like how are you how Same. are you trying to name a guy yeah. just lucky right but it, it works it works it yeah. works i like it there's a guy named Don't Join and a guy named Just yeah, Lucky. Yeah. Where's that issue where they work together? Don't Join and Just Lucky. Oh man, that's a crazy team up. Just Lucky would be probably old by the time he met Don't Join. Though. I was gonna say, or, or DJ would be young. Like they probably are relatively around the same age. Yeah. At the yeah. Just Lucky. That's a sweet name, man. Um, Maybe Just Lucky turns into Don't Join. <laughs> mind blown. Whoa. <laughs> Big theories. <laughs> big moves. Oh. JL into DJ. Yeah. Breaking. I mean, news. wait. So in cool. this year, this arc run, have they run into certain droids of a kind of demeanor yes. yet? They have. Yeah. Okay. So, so so we get that. We get that kind of like they find. Which yeah, we need to talk about about triple uh, zero and BT in Hawaiian garb. Yeah. It's it, kind of amazing. Yeah. So like, it, I mean, Afra being Afra, she's a sweetheart when it really boils down to it, and she has a soft spot in her heart for her murder droids and she's like tried to put them in a place with all of her secret information um that they would be comfortable but she didn't put them in a place with enough people to murder <laughs> yeah <it was laughs> but they, she put effort. them on like this like island oasis retreat and they're like waiting wearing their like hawaiian lays and like grass hats and they're like, just like terrible murder droids and mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like like anyone who comes there, yeah. just those two yeah. are, I mean, are just two of the greatest characters ever written. And like, I yeah, uh, it's so I great. cannot wait. We're we're also getting at some point in the near future, in the next couple months, we're getting a uh, a mini series called I think Dark Droids, and it's all these droids together. Like it's basically like it looks like it's the, you know, the Magnificent Seven, but for droids. Okay. <laughs> So, you know, we, we talked about at the top of this episode um, six hours ago, uh, the the BX droid that like is in the, the new video game. Trench. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, wearing a trench coat. Um, like they keep. <laughs> ben was like, Ben was like, hold on. I need to, I need to finish that. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're like trench. Um, <laughs> like they keep teasing the droid Gatra. Yeah, right. You know, Come just on. flirting with it, but it's like let's it's make right there. The let's droid Gatra, like a real part of Star Wars. Like, yeah, let's like exist with the droid Gatra. We got a little bit of the Mandalorian that bar. I really thought they were going to give it to us when I saw that preview of the yeah. Mandalorian, and then not so much. Yeah, but so in Galactic Basic, like the yeah. Gatra is like 
it really primarily showed up in a weird book about Han Solo's like um, early days. Um, and I'm forgetting the name of it now, but the, you know, free fall free or yeah. there's the most wanted. Maybe it was most wanted actually with I think Kira it, and Han. And yeah. it was also a little bit in um, it was most wanted. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. mean, maybe there's more with the Gotra. There was also, oh, yeah, yeah. It, maybe that Lando and Han thing later, but it's like there is exists a like criminal syndicate that's made up entirely of droids called the droid Gotra. Yeah. And um, that is like, give me more about that. It would be so expensive to do probably in live action. And maybe that's why they're just flirting with it. But it's like, let's, you know, like, I want to see their rise to power and you yeah. know, what they're doing and, and just like, what are their motivations? Because I best they're really motivated by peace and they just want a place in the galaxy with like equal rights, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're not really trying to take over everything. They just need an economy and some like, and some freedom. And like, that's a story I want to hear anyways. Sorry for the Dracatra. <laughs> side tangent. I like it. I like it. Like the, droid robin hood story yeah. or something yeah maybe that but not yeah i mean the droid malcolm x story or the droid like you know yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, i love it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, i love that um, yeah. yeah i don't know that, that's a fascinating but like willing to hack people and like empty their bank accounts and stuff like that like what are what are droids doing to yeah people? you know what i mean like well, what are the they thing doing is, like, they have justice? unlimited capabilities they can do kind of any if they wanted to. I feel like they could hack into someone. They slice into your like slice your computers or your your droids. You know your companion yeah, droids. I mean, they could they could bring the galaxy to its steer. knees if they wanted to. But Very they easily. but they yeah. don't yeah. want yeah. to. Like they just want equality. You right. know, like the, how fascinating a story is that? Like they just want they just want to participate because they know they are smart enough to understand that they like they are symbiotic relationship with you know not with life forms and and they just want to like maintain that balance i mean that that's the force 2.0 in a lot of ways it's that's some new jedi order stuff yeah. it's like droids would like to be represented in the senate right right <laughs> it's like you know right? like that's a that's a huge thing okay i'm sorry i digress um also the eternal <laughs> no, that was great that sounds like the techno reunion arc of the vader tech uh run that's happening uh with greg pack right now i don't know we're not there yet techno we're... reunion yet i love that though no, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, you're okay. not in techno. Yeah. <laughs> oh ooh, i can't yep. wait i cannot yeah. wait i'm in i'm in dude everyone loves a good techno <laughs> union high five yeah it'll be a reunion one this time um cool uh, what are we on now? Or we did Star Wars. We did Afra. Uh, bounty hunters. Sorry, sorry, Grant. Bounty We're saving hunters. you for last, buddy. Yeah. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah, okay. Fine. Well, I guess I did this the wrong way then, because I have like a wall of text. Because so there's there's two arcs here, right? Um, the first arc is Havoc at the Accretion Disco, uh, <laughs> Part One and Two. <laughs> Possibly the greatest title. I I've know. Yeah, heard. Panic at the Disco, but it's Havoc at the Accretion Disco. So I'm just going to paraphrase this because I don't want to read four paragraphs of text here right now. Like our team of uh, Tianga and company have been hired to like protect a Pike syndicate person. And it's at this party at the accretion disco. And 
you know, there's no pleasure without pain, right? So this disco is like the space station that's hovering in like the immediate vicinity of a black hole. And I have mm-hmm. the name of the black hole here because it's amazing. <laughs> and I, right. oh yeah, it's called the Curse, right. the Curcia black hole, C-R-S-E-I-H, right. um, which is an amazing name that someone came up with uh probably ethan Sachs, paulo villanelli rf prianto or vcs travis lanham probably ethan Sachs. um and uh and they need to protect this guy but then tasu leech being tasu leech gets like fronted about not being hardcore enough about being part of um that's right of the um blah 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 what which syndicate is he insults from the client oh the kanji club yeah, kanji, kanji club. club. Yeah, uh, um, out the kanji club. And one guy you don't like, you know, beef with is Tasu Leech. Uh, so he just goes ahead and kills a guy, um, and they have to run out of there screaming. And um, sure enough, That's, yeah, I remember this issue. This yeah, is a it's great really read. like two issues um, that I'm sort of here and um, yeah, and then there's a side plot with Valance. Um, who is been recruited well essentially forced into slave labor by darth vader um and he's been tasked with ferreting out uh crimson dawn moles um within the imperial military um and he's starting a little uh romance with uh a cyborg um sort of like cyborg light imperial officer named jayla Mm-hmm. Jayala. Um mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah. And um so he's like existing there and that's like a parallel story. But yeah, so this is the first the it's first stuff. Arc, but it's it's wild and there's a lot of Bosk being Bosk, which is yep. cool. And that's it. Yeah. Anything else you guys? There's some isn't there some Zuckus? Yeah, some Four Lama Zuckus stuff. It gets so Zuckus is yeah. bigger in the Bedlam of Bestie. Yeah, which is the oh, sorry, Forlom, Forlom. I mean, Forlom. sorry, yeah, it's more Forlom, right? Because isn't yeah, yeah. There were some good. I just remember some good moments. Tianga, I love yep. as a character too. I think there's some great world building yep. in Bounty Hunters. Like I, I'm loving the new characters. I'm almost loving when the comics do couple legacy characters but really extend themselves new yes. characters yeah. to me that paints a canvas and I'm, it's fun when when you start you know you realize this stuff. directly contradicts your earlier statements about how you like sprinkle in like <laughs> legacy characters with new characters but okay i've been known to <laughs> <have myself. laughs> it all depends right. on how it's done <laughs> right but this is a classic yeah. example where they really introduced a lot of new characters in this bounty hunters run but like it's like 50 50 new characters and legacy yeah. characters um and it, it makes for a fun mix which makes sense right because it's hard to tell like character evolving stories with things like zuckus Forlam, and and you know and and bosk right like it's a little hard to do that so you want to introduce these other characters that you also have free reign with like you can do anything yeah. to these characters and i guarantee you star wars is like you cannot kill or have any major changes to bosk Forlam, zuckus ig88 or dengar valance valance i mean do we have to talk about valance so we will i know we will but here's the thing this is i i don't know how to say this without coming out as a as a light insult but i'm just gonna say is like this is the bounty hunters i was envisioning when they told me there was gonna be a bounty hunter series right we have a a group of bounty Mm. hunters yeah bounty hunting 
and being on yeah. missions. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very happy with this. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's pretty. I almost wish it was a murder mystery, like someone's hunting the bounty. Yeah, that'd be a good. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, yeah I would love that. well, it might happen that'd soon. Um, so the the next arc is four issues. Uh, Bedlam at Bestine, I think, is the overall. Mm-hmm. Um, thing and then the, the four titles are Bedlam at Bestine, Chaos on Bestine, the the coming Inferno, and then thirty two, the fate of Zuckus. Mm-hmm. Do you think the beaches are better on Bestune or Bestine? <laughs> uh, Bestune <laughs> yeah, for definitely. sure. Definitely Bestune. <laughs> definitely Bestune. Um, oh, man, I'm like, where do I even start with this? It's just a wall of text. Um. <laughs> Don't just tell us how it was. Yeah. Like, tell us what happened. It's all right, bro. It, like the like bounty hunters is so interconnected, and it has like so many different factions. I mean, essentially, you have our like main team, which is like Tianga and um, Tasu Leech and Forlom and Zuckus and Bosk, right? Yeah, are kind of doing their thing, um, and. You know, they're, they're like fresh off this mission and then they get tied into a mission um, to try to save a rebellion outpost. And then meanwhile, on the other side, you have Vader with Valance and his crew, Jayala. And they, they have like a bunch of organics in Valance crew, which is kind of weird. They have their own um, Trandoshan, which is the same species as Bosk mm-hmm. um, and a couple others. And essentially they're they are on a collision course and it's like Vader is telling them like um, these rebel rebels are going to they want to rob our medical supplies. And then you have the rebellion saying they're going to all they're doing is bringing in more weapons. And sure enough, they're just bringing in more weapons and Vader was lying. Um, And they, the two groups meet each other and then an ultimate truth is told, which we learned in the last arc of, the bounty hunters well two arcs ago now that um man valance bylard valance is uh like ex-wife i guess former girlfriend that he's been trying to stash within the rebellion so that she'll be safe um was murdered and and vader recruited him being like essentially under blackmail being like i will kill your wife if you don't do my bidding and um but it turns out he just killed her immediately anyways and she was already dead mm. so at upon this meeting valance understands the truth and goes after vader and yep. um and you know by all intents and purposes valance gets his butt kicked but you yeah. literally can't kill he is like t2000 dude like you just can't you can't nope kill that guy yeah. sure can't i was about to say if you go to a comic convention dressed up as valance people are going to be like oh so terminator yeah. right right yep yeah yep yeah uh-huh. he literally uh-huh. and you know, it, I mean? you know <laughs> like, that's just the response you're gonna yeah. get i i would get the deep cut i would get it but i just i feel like 85 percent people would be like I want to do the opposite and go dress up as a Terminator. And how many people come up to me and say, are you balanced? Are you balanced? Right. (laughs) You just wear like a blue uniform and like, yeah, with half your face sheared off and you're exposing like the mechanics underneath. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, 
it's it's a lot about balance there he gets drawn out is it the mirror for vader is that why he's interesting is it interesting i think you're presupposing that he's because it's oh is balance not nostalgia in comic it was nostalgia like like, this is what happened when the comics were weird in the marvel era let's do it again now and make sure that's potent again just so it keeps the same weird like that's not weird enough i feel yeah be weird have him be in a bar and just be weird like he's in such strenuous situations like i don't why can't he just like lay back you know lay back valance because he's a machine he's like he can't lay back what's he gonna do (laughs) he's like he's so distressed constantly yeah i don't know bro like he's yeah it's just so funny like it He's thrown through the wood chipper, is yeah. what I'd say. That's it's kind of too I feel like emo. How the and he spends the next several issues, which after this, just sitting with the with the bounty hunter group, moping in the back seat. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. you are a 16 year old. Stop. But I mean, <laughs> I know your wife, ex wife is dead. You're but the I don't care, bro. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and like, it. yeah, you're right. He's so emo. I mean, I would say like the nostalgia thing was accomplished like four comic runs ago that he's been in yeah. because he's been in so many it's just like stop trying to make Pilot balance happen it's not gonna happen. you don't need him what if the balance name the... beats vader and vader's and then when he beats vader he sees how like enraged vader is and he's like oh well i want none of that no That's if, like if too... balance beats Ra- vader that, that, that may be the end of me actually reading anything star wars yeah that may do it for me. That may be where I'm just like, <laughs> that's when that might be it. Like, I like, here's the thing. Like, I don't know why I don't, I don't know why I don't know why I don't know why, because like, it's not this called balance. I've, I've made this argument many times and I, I'm annoyed that I have to keep making it. It's not called balance. It's called bounty hunters. And we had a perfectly good bounty hunters comic going. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, <laughs> then when they got balance back, I'm like, oh man, we're doing this stuff again. I can't wait until we may or may not get rid of our e I know. And thing. Yeah, and the thing <laughs> was, is like, so bad. Yeah, it, it, like, Valance was, like, out and out, just like, he's like, all right, you have no hold over me anymore, Vader, because clearly, like, that blackmail's gone. And he, like... But didn't they set up new factions with Valance? Like, the Unbroken Clan, the Hidden Hand or something? Sure. Yeah. There are, like, new factions tied to Valance that I thought they were going to, like, Open up they the are still building. doing some of that. The Unbroken Clan stuff is definitely okay. gets bigger in the, in okay. the upcoming uh, runs. Yeah. Like that comes back around to it, and okay. Chal- and especially in Hidden yeah, with right. was Chalmuda. No, what's the name of that kid? Yeah, Chalandra. Uh, there were a lot of doors yeah. that they opened, Cordelia. and I was like, okay, these we have to see this out. I guess. Yeah. With these, these, uh, yeah, uh, it's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which you can do all that with Valance dead. Yeah. Um. <laughs> right. Yeah. Without so they're. Balance. Minus Valance. Wait, did Valance just become our Dengar? I, I, it's been it's mine been for a while. Mine. I like Dengar now. I'm like back on board. They Dengar. did a nice run like with Dengar. Dengar. They yeah. made him human, and I thought it was kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. They know that like Dengar has a some... lost love on a different planet. Sort of humanized him for me. Yeah, yeah. We were pretty ruthless about now. Dengar. We did some first two hundred. Yeah, <laughs> we did some. Yeah, we got some good IG eighty eight action yeah. in the in the yeah. In the so issues. let's talk about Vukora for a second. Um, Vukora is struggling to maintain control over the Unbroken Clan now that word has gotten out about the yep. existence of a rightful heir to the Syndicate throne. So the proverbial Lothcat is out of the bag with um, Cadelia being protected by Crimson Dawn. So people know who she is, uh, but Vukora is still trying to be the leader there. She kills the current leader. She's you know leading with Iron Fist. And she's hired. Yeah, speaking of ruthless, that character truly like ruthless. Kind of an awesome character. I love. Yeah, Bacora. yeah, yeah. She's a bad girl. 
And um, yeah, so she's hiring IG88 to just murder um, other syndicates. Um, we get to see the like systematic destruction mm-hmm. of the Sun Tool Pride. Um, mm-hmm. which is a bunch of Rodians. And we learned about this. We did an episode a while back about um, different, um, I think it was a, a pre-episode to uh, Boba Fett where we were talking about different crime syndicates that could show up. But the Sun Tool Pride was a dark horse one. Right, right, um, right, right. And uh, yeah, and so Cadelia like destroys them with IG-88. And we don't know what IG-8's like, next mission is, but he's out there. Um but yep. yeah, a lot of that, you know, Vakura has mm. been a big part of this Dog Bounty Hunter series and, and she's still vying for power and, and she really likes cats. And, and I was going to say, we get the, we get a lot of backstory in these, in these issues with building off the last arc where she killed, um, what's her name? Mm. Neku? Is it Neku? Uh, I can't yeah. Neku. Is it Neku? No, yeah. That's Neku uh, from Survivor. Um, it's that cat yeah, it? from the uh, from Attack. Yeah, of the from episode two. Yeah. Nexus. Net. Nexus. No, no. Net. Net. Oh, bro. <laughs> oh no! Sorry to ground it to all. Uh, but I will say that we get that. Like we get a Nexu. lot of that going on. Nexu. And then we get Nexu. Nexu. Yeah, Nexu. There we go. We got done. But we get that, and then we get the fact that she, as a child, had to kill her own loath cat right right yeah. like she yeah which is brutal but i'm also like yeah i get it like I, yeah i, I love I that it. that story is still thinking. hanging on because it was like i mean as an owner of a pet it's just like it was rough. if you want to go john wick have your pet killed you know like it is it will lead you to a rage that you did not know you were capable of and it happens mm-hmm. here and so here like six seven eight issues down it that we're still feeling the reverberations of that through both the perpetrator yeah. and the um yeah and the people who suffered the loss so yeah it it, it earns the fact that at times it might have felt like a senseless act of violence in a, in a book but it because it's reverberating it seems important to character development on both yeah. ends which i appreciate yeah. right yeah. So no, it was it was yeah. a good one. I yeah. guess um I guess I didn't really f- talk too much about the fate of Zuckus. Um, issue thirty two, <laughs> we get a like Zuckus backstory about his sort of like rite of passage to yeah. become the next finesman of his clan. Um, yeah, which is wild on his home planet. On the planet Gand, Gand correct? Uh, so <laughs> he's not wearing his like rebreathers, and I guess he's kind of the runt of the litter. Um, does everything right um wins the flower that gains him his next thing despite being bullied by the larger gans um then defeats the comira the cormac yeah that and um Mm -hmm. and still doesn't get uh the uh, the accolades that he deserves so he goes out on his own um so we get this sort of like backstory and essentially all they're doing is um they're being pursued by um, none other than um, our uh, Inferno squad from the Battlefront 2 storyline and, um, uh, and you know, accompanying novel, Aiden Versio mm-hmm. and Company, um, which is a really cool tie-in. I'm glad they did that. They're a really fun faction. Yeah. Um, and I, I know, like, the next issues are going to be... The whole next arc is, is about Inferno Squadron. Yeah, so. pretty yeah. wild. Um, so, Exciting. but this issue 32, the end of this arc is them just, uh, uh, escaping through this 
what is it called? It's called a force wave. A force wave released yes. yeah, so, in another parallel story. <laughs> another it's that ties into uh Hidden Empire, and boy does it reverberate through a lot of the other comic issues later on, weirdly. Like it's it's interesting how this like it, this is start this is part of the issue, no pun intended, you have when you have a multi-part overlay. Yeah. Like this is six months ago that this happened in Bounty Hunters. And there are things happening right now in Vader, I think, that deal with this force wave. Yeah. So, like, it's all over the place time-wise, which I'm like, please stop doing comic crossovers. Yeah. And this is not Star Wars. This is Marvel, too, because because there's delays and then everything lines up weird and then, like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, but anyway, I'm yeah. looking forward to Hidden Empire quite a bit. I've already sort of dipped my toes into it. And I'm like, that's sort of where all these comic arts are all, like, angling towards Hidden Empire um yeah and like yeah. that's really going to be the sort of avengers endgame sort of culmination of a lot of these story arcs so um that should be pretty cool yeah yeah um All right. we finish out with vader let's do it let's finish up with vader man right, let's do it, do it. To vader uh yeah so we did vader uh 24 to 28 and that starts with Old Friends, and the, uh, written by Greg Pak. Uh, Marco Castillo is the artist. Carlos Lopez, the colorist species. Joe Caramagna is the uh, letterer. And uh, the rest of the issues, No Calm Before the Storm, in, Into the Sand, The Queen's Heart, and Shadow in the Fire. Uh, the artist is Rafael Ayanka, which so the artist changed up. But uh, I believe that is the complete arc of what happened on Gabrador 3. <laughs> so quick summary, uh, when Sabe leads Darth Vader to Gabador 3, where his old, old friend Kidster's community is suffering from an environmental plight brought about by the colossal energy extractor built by the cruel governor Tantaza, Darth Vader chooses his friends over the Empire and gives everything to lay waste to the technological terror and save the planet from being rendered lifeless. In the end, Vader is left immobilized after sustaining heavy damage from the attack and left in a vulnerable state. The Queen's shadow explains her prior intentions to kill him. Uh, before she reveals a change of heart and decides to restore power to his suit and save the man Padme loved. After returning to his shuttle and friends, Ochi and Zed included, Vader learns the order uh, to activate the extractor came from the Emperor himself. Dot, mm. dot, dot. And that's kind of compressed compressed summary of yeah. what happened on Gabrador 3 and, and Sabe taking Vader there to reconnect with his past. Kitster and Wold are there. Um, Vader gets on a pod, pod racer, a pod. <laughs> yep. Again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He it, it's um one of the old like refurbished oh, pods, man. and they're like no one can pilot that thing. That's like, and he's just like, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I just so much good stuff in this issue. Uh, fun, cool new super weapon, the extractor. The it just mm-hmm. sucks the life out of a planet and sort yeah. of leaves it lifeless and it, I guess it just collapses on itself. And uh, yeah. yeah, so I, that was cool to see something like that. It reminded yeah. me of those, uh, Adam, you would know, I think that maybe the dark empire, um, those siege weapons, I think the emperor had right. sunbreakers or something. I don't yeah. know what they were. Yeah. It, like, it looked like that. Almost. Totally. It was just almost yeah. repurposed uh, wonderfully in this comic. Loved the approach with, I think the droid's like MB7 or something, but it's for me, it like looked like R5 basically. It was R5, yeah. It was, it was R5. Yeah. It was yeah. a R5 unit. Uh, sure. I think Zed calls him MB7 or something. Yeah, he, I think he that's right. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it was just basically R5, and Vader basically 
uh, creates this plan to stick his lightsaber in the R5 unit, have it uh, basically, tr- uh, you know, tr- trundle over underneath the mm-hmm. giant extractor, and then the lightsaber juts out and basically, much like in Return of the Jedi, right? Where he tells it to fly out of R2. It, it basically shoots upwards, but it goes into the hull of the extractor. Yeah. And then Vader uses the force, like God of War, <laughs> to basically have it like clamor around and do as much damage as possible and pull it out of the extractor. And it was a lightsaber. Like, yeah. I hope game designers are we looking at what's happening. This is that was like one of the coolest things I've ever seen in the lightsaber. Well, like, all right, yeah, I mean, in Survivor too. with the double bladed lightsaber, <laughs> there's a the like last thing you can unlock is you can throw your double bladed lightsaber yeah. and have it spin, but then you can control it with a force. Yeah, like, show yeah, I remember it where that you yeah, want yeah, it to yeah. spin. Yeah, it's a pretty. You can, cool you can also trick. use that and then hold your enemy above it and then drop your yeah. enemy on top of it. <laughs> oh my goodness! If you want to just like you know. Into uh, like helicopter blades. It's, I don't know if I have enough fingers for that, but yeah, yes, I've seen it online. You can do it. I never attempted to do it myself, but it's you can do it. Um, I love Pac's use of flashbacks to oh, the movies. So I mean, to to set up a whole story arc over I don't like sand. <laughs> it's coarse and it gets everywhere. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, into the sand. The thing in issue into is the sand. called yep. into the sand. I you literally get a quote uh, from with the sand is huge yes. in this run and it's beautifully it used yeah. visually. There are grains of <laughs> it is it super is. dramatic. Basically, the beginning and end of this run, like Vader is looking at sand in his glove and kind of like looking at it just sort of flutter you down get a in quote. the air. And it's on this planet, the planet's being sucked of its Turned life and so desert, like basically. dust is yeah. being left yeah. behind sand is just the endless you know uh decay right. of life yeah. like the, the desert you get the a lot all that's yeah. left in, yeah. in issue 25 which i was laughing because <laughs> issue 26 is when they actually like show you all the flashbacks but you get a lot of vader invader tone going yeah the sand will not stop us <laughs> and i just laughed yeah, in a great yeah. way not at bad dialogue it's yeah. just hilarious yeah it's great oh, speaking of funny vader parts i skipped over this from one of the bounty hunter things but they were talking about uniforms and like she's like i don't know this is jl being like make sure your uniform looks right or else it'll be messed up you look kind of whatever and uh valance has like one of his collars is like flipped oh, right. up it's not like neat and like then you see like they go in front of vader and he like does the like force choke like scene and he's just like, your collar is out of place. And he just like fixes his collar mm-hmm. with the force choke hand. I don't know. <laughs> that was a good bit. Yeah. Vader does some pretty sweet, like, uh, like long distance uh, force tele- uh, telekinesis uh-huh. in this issue, or basically he's like giving Piet orders to like bombard yeah. the, the site, the machine, the extractor. And Piet's like, I guess, taking too long to yeah. execute the order. And he starts to change it. Yeah. yeah. But Vader's, I think, in distress already. And I'm like, Vader can just do that? That is, like, that's yeah, right? crazy. Like, I guess you have to calculate that now as a, as a storyteller in Star Wars is the sort of... For me, it was always, like, system. I uh, You know, just, uh, I guess, the, the limits would be just within a system. But I guess it yeah, can go further. Yeah, I mean, Snoke did system. that with Hux, like, right? Yeah. Um, in the sequel trilogy. Oh, right, because oh, yeah, he does. He, he was yeah, light he, years he, away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's the Precedent. power of the dark... Power of the Dark Force, right? Of uh, you know, yeah, I guess. I guess. I guess. I don't know. It's it's yeah. If I, I can I'm with see you, you I can choke you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we do get that right because we get that in the original trilogy, right? We do get. Does Vader chokes over? 
Yeah. Isn't in, yeah. Ep- in, in, in Empire, he chokes over comms, right? I thought he, he was still on the ship, yeah, but just does. in a different part, but still. I thought he was on the ship, but it's still within system. Like, it's yeah. still close. And but I think you're right. I think it's yeah. within system. Yeah. Palpatine yeah, can, like, I mean, he can sense things going on oh, yeah. on a planet on yeah. the other side of the galaxy. I mean, I'll always take it. I always, I will always take a rule breaking use of the force sometimes because it keeps it unclear and yeah. less clear. So sometimes, even if I'm like, mm. even if it challenges mm. me, like, like again, one of my favorite quotes though is "That's not how the force works" by Han Solo. Yeah, but like at the same time, like no one knows how the force works. Like, right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, I I love the, the more you can obfuscate the force, the better. And that's, I mean, we were talking at a you know extent about. Dawn of the Jedi and uh, New Jedi Order, but I, I, I like. I hope they both serve to obfuscate the Force more. You know, yes, make it make yeah. it less clear and more clear at the same time. I don't want yeah. for much. You know, I just want that exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Human stories, but just the yeah, forces exactly. And, and it's like uh, we don't know. It's a mystery. Just let the mystery mis- yeah. be mysterious. And don't like don't do something wild, but you know, push boundaries, change things, you know, yeah. it, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't depends on situations, the person, the connection, who knows, right? Like, right. Don't make it clear. Do not give me a 400 page novel of like this. These are the exact rules of the force. And then I'm out. Anyways, what, what do we think of the return? Oh of yeah. Let's not. Yeah. Kidster's yeah. back. Yeah. Love uh, it. It's great to cool. see him again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sunrise sunset. Yeah. It, yeah. Looks great. He's surviving, surviving for sure. Uh, yeah. Wolves thing. Yeah. Well, yep. Yeah. Uh, Nostalgia bombs. Pretty cool. Still pod racing. Kids are still pod racing. Yeah. Wow. I mean, like, yeah. Go with what you know. I love that yeah. Kickster's re- uh, Kickster's reaction is like I got I got saved, but mostly just because you know you know she was there. Like it was less of yeah, that. Like he didn't yeah. feel there was any like sympathy for him. You know, it's just it yeah. was like I was just like happened to be lucky to be in proximity with. Um, yeah, the girl that looked like Vader's ex-girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. And then Zed and Ochi are like almost comic relief. I love yeah. those characters. Um, so much fun. Zed's fun. Ochi's uh, so wacky. It's like his evolution is bizarre. He's a cartoon man. It's weird, right? I think, I think we get his descent into madness in in the Shadow of the yeah. Sith, right? Isn't yes. that where it yeah. all kind of like... Yeah. So this is yeah. like, this is... This is who Ochi is. Right. And then and then the the Ochi that we see for a snippet in episode nine is because of everything that happens in the Shadow of the Shit. Sith. Yeah. Well, isn't that he transfixed on that dagger? Yeah. It's almost like he needs he almost needs a blood yeah. ritual. Like I, or what I mean, was he like? Ochi is a tool. Committing himself. Like in Ochi every sense of the word, Ochi is a tool. I mean, isn't it kind of like you Ben, you'll get you'll like this reference better, but or get it better, but it's just like, isn't it like um What's the series? Darn it! Never mind. Um, Good story. Yeah. The no, the Brian Sanderson finished off the series written by Wheel of Time. Robert Wheel of Time. Like, what's his name? Yeah. His the friend gets possessed by the knife, right? Gets like is grabs the knife in like book one, and then has this, like oh this like Pad and Fane or uh, yeah 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 or uh, uh, Matt there's that whole Cawthon. Matt Matt right gets the gets the knife and then is kind of like has it whispering to him and he's just getting like yeah. more and more pos- poisoned by the knife right it feels like they're doing the same thing with Ochi right as the Sith blade kind of possesses yeah. him and demands blood he's yeah. losing his mind that's exactly yeah. right actually that I mean that could be a direct pull where it's like yeah the poison yeah. knife but is he pulling it out and having those beats though like what's that he's not really pulling out the knife and having those beats in, though 
that he had. No, not now. Because he doesn't have it. He's easy going. Essentially, the book is the end of Ochi's life. Like, we really don't get him in nine. We just get his bones and, like, some flashbacks. But as far as, like, the personality um, description, I mean, uh, what is it? Something of the Shadow of the Sith is, like, that's that's the ultimate end of Ochi Bastoon. He's a master assassin is kind of how he's billed, too. So he's just, that's like just a his ruthless thing. master. Dude, man. I don't know about master assassin. And there's a great scene where he's cornered by all the stormtroopers in Sabe, and he's like, he's like, you know, I could just like, yeah. take you all he's out in like just seven a seconds, right? Like he just yeah. keeps surviving. Like he finds a way to survive. Like someone that's around Vader that long, yeah, and makes it out alive is just a cockroach. He knows how to strategically change allegiances in order to survive. Yeah, um, but, I mean, I guess he's a good yeah. fighter as well, and and can do what he can. Yeah. But he's like he knows like to align yeah. himself with the strongest people around in order to yeah. to live. Interesting character. And uh, coming up, we're gonna get a lot more handmaids. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. It's yeah, they're out there. Fox Force kind of Five too. Hand. And again, I just want to jump yeah. back to that the use of the flashbacks and the whole idea that Sabe was when Vader is immobilized at the end of this. Or at the end of this arc, uh, she's like debating on killing him or not, and then she's like, "No, I'll just plug you back in and save you because Padme, you know, said she saw good in you or loved you or whatever." And then I guess she comes to the revelation that also that nope, like I guess that it's kind of this this dark end of that conversation where she's like, actually. I don't think any of us really knew who you were. And I don't think she knew who you were. And it was like, it was awesome. Yeah. I was like, Greg Pack is just really hitting. Like he's really able to like pull Vader in new mm-hmm. directions. And I, I thought that was a really fun way for that conversation to end. Like just, just devastating. Vader just continues to be a devastating, tragic figure. I thought that was just actually done. Um, yeah. the rev- but then also her allowing him to live is going to have, it's There's going to be some fallout with the other handmaidens. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the Amidalans are are yeah. out there and they're coming. Like the other you mean, like, are there. I don't know how to say this. Uh, I don't want to open up a whole can of worms, but like, it's fine that he's still alive. He's it. He's not. He's not the reason the galaxy's so bad. It's the it's the emperor, yeah. right? Like, because the emperor would just find another person that would be his. And right? it shows how like, dogmatic he is in these issues too, where yeah. they talk about. About how uh, he just goes to confront problems. Yeah. He's he just is, set on tasks. Uh, he's so ignorant to yeah. everything and just confront sees it as a yeah. problem. And it's, I don't know what that is though. Yeah. Is, is it stubbornness or is it just like I mean, uh, a bad faith? Like he just he lives in this uh, deep depression. This strange I outlook. don't know. <laughs> just like, yeah, deep, yeah. But why is everything just a problem? Why is it, he just sees everything as just an obstacle and surmounting very that. Whereas the emperor is really seeing having the malicious intent. Like the emperor yeah. is the malicious intent. I mean, Anakin is never shown as being strategic, right? He's just he's a heat he's seeking really missile. Not. He just like reacts. Exactly. Yeah, and that's what Pat and that's does. What Vader is. He's like, yeah. Vader just goes and sees a, a you know a hurdle and and vaults it. That's what he does. And maybe I I would love that. I mean, it is, and I think he connects it to the trauma wonderfully in this in one I think issue what twenty seven or twenty six one of the later issues of that arc. He shows like everything Anakin's done wrong to like. Yeah, the, uh, Tuscan Raiders to like yeah. uh, the temple to 
it's crazy. It's this cool flashback sequence where it's just like unforgiving of what he did and like how horrible of a person he is. Which is and I was like, nice. Seeing all those in a row was nice because it was like, this is how bad you are. But look at this. But this like, is the other thing too, is that like, I think when we get those flashbacks, those are happening in Vader's mind, right? And so that's all he's thinking about. It's all of his failures. Right. Right. And that's the what guilt. keeps him going. He, the yeah. guilt, right? Yeah. 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 It, and Pack is doing an incredible job. Uh, yeah. This is, uh, Sewell pack like has Vader ever been handled improperly like just no. pro pro yeah. craftsman uh, no yeah all, all the people that are running these comics are are immaculate writers and and are doing yeah. really great things with perfect they voice got. pitch and all that stuff they, they they've they've all chosen the right wisely the and they're yeah. they're letting them ride um yeah there's something to be learned there I mean I I I really hope that they that Lucasfilm leverages these great writers to do more yeah. things I mean I, I love comics if that's keeping them busy and they're making great comics that's great in and of itself but um, yeah. but they could be doing a lot a lot for um for star wars mm-hmm. in the future if they if they totally. choose to have them do live action stuff or whatever even just informing yeah. or informal consultants or whatever like they've got the tone down yeah um yeah do you want to talk about my idea for next week yeah, let's talk about it. So so we could do a lot of other stuff, maybe a little freeforming, but one thing I want us to cover next week, and I want to I want to talk to the the listeners to give them their homework. Uh and I'll text you guys so you have it down. Uh because it takes a little bit of hunting to do. It's all it's on the it's where I want us to read another comic. It's gonna it's on the Marvel Unlimited app, but it is a short story in um Star Wars Tales number 19. All right. And the name of that short story is Into the Great Unknown. It's a 10-page story, uh, and that's all I'm going to say. And it is relevant that we do it next week. And that's what we're going to do. No spoilers of what we're going to read uh, for you or the listeners. But we are going to read Into the Great Unknown uh, from issue 19 of Star Wars Tale from 2004. So it's non-canon. It's old EU. Okay. Uh, but we're going to read it and have a fun discussion. You have your assignment. Tales of the Jedi? Yeah. Star Wars Star, Tales. No, Star Wars Tales. Star Wars, Star Wars Tales. Tales. Okay. 2004. Uh, I, was, I was... Yep. Whoa. I was like... My, nope. my 90s, my nope. inner 90s. I will, uh, I will text you all the, the all link. Right. It's a it's a 10-page short story that is uh, relevant to next week. And that's what we're going to talk about. We can talk about other things as well. But uh, that is one thing that I think we should all talk about. Okay. That's that all I will good. say. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Do you think it'll be another hour and 45 minute podcast? No, or? I think that I think that will take us about 15 to 20 minutes. So we'll talk about whatever else we want to talk about for the rest of the podcast. But, OK, I love yeah. it. I'm uh, yeah. really happy to be able to catch up on these comics. Um, I hope you found this enriching or at yeah. least um, we're given some knowledge about what's going on, because there are a lot of tidbits in there that are really important. Why does Luke Skywalker wear black like? what does vader care about like where does he draw the line between light side and dark side and um, yeah you know where how involved like how did the rebellion find out about death star 2 and like you know these are massive massive things that are going on um and uh yeah i just think the the, the comics are vitally important and i want to give them their due um, and as listeners, you know, if you don't have time to read the comics, hopefully this helps you out. If yeah. not, we just talked about a bunch of weird, yeah. blathery, like Star Wars stuff for two but, hours and yeah. uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. But it's also enough that 
you know, if you, if you think it's interesting, read them because there's more going on than what we talk about. Like you get more depth. Yeah. So it's definitely worth reading. No, there's such a good, there's such a fun run. And yeah, you know, you can get an annual subscription for like 70 bucks. I know it's like another subscription to Marvel Unlimited, but you get all the comics in the world. And it's like, even if like you're like me and you just read Star Wars comics, there's a lot. There's so much. And mm-hmm. it's so fun. It's just so fun to, yeah. to like, A, like imbibe these things. And I do them all digitally. Um, but just like the graphics are amazing. The stories are amazing. The characters are so fun. And this is canon. This is happening. Like everything yeah. that's going on there, like is just as important as feature films, yeah. live action series. So um, the, please the check other, it out. and it's a little daunting too. It's yeah. it's like, what's a Minoc? What's a Wampa? You know, I, I don't know what those things are really. And when I'm, you know, reading a Star Wars story and they bring up a new word or a new creature or a new funny, you know, alien world or something, I just let it, it's just, it's fine. Yeah, I let it slide. It it's just a fun thing. I don't really, like. I, it's not something you really yeah. need to learn about or know about. Star Wars is fun and everyone should be, just have fun taking it in yeah. if, you, if you like. The other thing I'll, I'll say to pitch, um, you know, uh, Marvel Unlimited to people um, is that, you know, I, I, when I teach actually, when I teach my criminology and uh, pop culture, I actually do a section on comics uh, and comic books and I have them read a few comics and one of the first things I have to do in my lecture is actually do a full class on how to read a comic because for people, <laughs> because for people who have been doing it forever, it's very Intuitive. natural. Yeah. But if you've never read a comic before, it can be intimidating. Like it, it, there is a flow that's not your left, right, natural flow. It's sometimes yeah. confusing about where to go. And one of the great things about Marvel Unlimited is you can remove all that by it'll, it'll go panel by panel and bring you around yeah. how to read it. So if you, if that's your barrier to entry is that you're a little like I it's overwhelming and I'm quite sure I approach this. You yeah. can do it, and it gives you a tour when you open it. It'll show you how to do that, where you can just read it panel by panel. It'll show you how to read yeah, it. Yeah, you pretty yeah. much just double tap on a panel, and then they, you're yep. into it, and then that's yeah. how it goes. Flip, 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 um, which is fun. Um, yeah, it's it's a really enjoyable experience. I've been, like, every night I've just picked a different arc and have just sort of caught up on on all the ones that I've, I've had accessible there, and it's been great. Yeah. Yeah, don't sleep in the comics. Um, yeah. It's been a really fun podcast. Um, I hope Grex doesn't yell at me too loud next week. We'll um, see. I think you should just relax. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, I've, that, that's not my problem, apparently. Nope. Um, <laughs> um, I'm ready to send the notice, guys. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Um, yeah, it's been a blast, y'all. Thanks very much for listening to us this week. Sorry about last week. Um, yeah. Yeah. You can feel free to email us and we'll give you a lot of excuses and blathering. Um, And uh, yeah, but we will talk to you next week. And as always, uh, may the force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the force will be with you always. (laughs) 